0: Welcome to the I Love Music podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. For this episode, I got to interview Los Angeles-based artist Jamie Drake. Over the years, Jamie has gotten to collaborate with some talented artists, including Jim James and Moby. Her new album, Everything's Fine, was produced by AJ Minette and is being released on anti-fragile records on September 20th. If you live in Los Angeles, her album release party and 40th birthday celebration is happening on September 19th. For all the happenings and her East Coast October dates, visit JamieDrakeMusic.com. It was so great to hear Jamie's story and her process of recording the new album. Let's get into her interview. Right now we are overlooking Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might yeah. hear a dog or two in the background, uh, or construction work. Con- or workers construction next door. Construction workers next door. So. Oh my gosh! So you have a new album coming out. Everything's fine. Yeah. Coming yeah. out end of September. Yep, September twentieth. It's so exciting. I know. I'm very excited. It's been, it's been uh, many years in the making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did it come together, and who have you been working on? you know with on the
1: album with I started working on the album I think it was May 15th of 2015
0: okay
1: um with uh one of my most important music collaborators his name's AJ Minette we made an EP together um wrote and co-produced that several like years ago that came out in 2014 so we had we'd been working together already for like about four years and when I said I really wanted to start working on my solo album we started working on it in about mid-May of 2015 okay Um, I had written this song called make a spark when I was in New York City earlier that year okay Um, I did a folk musical called lonesome traveler wrote this song called Make a Spark, and the song, the message of the song is about like the, the theme that kind of runs through the, the song throughout. The tagline is, how can I make a work of art if I'm a coward with my heart? And I felt like at that point that I was supposed to, you know, actually start making like my sophomore album. Um, I'd worked on so many like other projects up yeah. until then, you know. Like, I put out a solo record in two thousand ten, and uh, and then made several different albums with different bands um, over the years. And you know, I just knew like when I wrote that song, I knew I was supposed to start making my solo album again. And I was ready, you yeah. know. Yeah. So AJ and I had been working for many years. It's, we're, I, I like to think of us as like scientists, you know, just like trying things out, throwing things at the wall. Yeah, that's no, um, great. And uh, we kind of came up with um, our own production style when we were working together on the Nobel EP. Okay. yeah. So um, we had many years of practice working together in that col- like collaborative way and just work really well together. like. I like to say that he's like Michelangelo and that he chips away at things until they're like perfect. Yeah. And I'm a little bit more like Jackson Pollock. Like I throw things at the wall and see if they stick. Totally. So our two personalities combined with um, just like, I don't know, our style. Like the things that we really are drawn to, like musically, Mm -hmm. just everything, Sort of, we're, we just kind of make a perfect team in that sense, you know.
0: That's so cool. Um, mm. I really love the artwork that has come out so far, like thank with all you. the how how um, how did like the flower like how did how did that come together?
1: Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, so first, I can't remember when I did. I think it was last year. I did a photo shoot with Katharina Hancock. Okay. And. When we got together, it was so funny because she was like, Jamie, I don't know if you remember this, but you were one of, like, my the first people I worked with, like, over 10 years ago when she was still in, like, art school. Okay. So, and we, I worked with her as well when we did the, the work, artwork for Nobel and everything. So, this was, like, our third or, or fourth photo shoot together. So, we had this, um, um, I think, monochromatic sort of, like, thing that we wanted to get across with, like that vibe. So we did the, the photographs with Kathrina and then um I think just like Nat the 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 art when we um decided to work with a design team they're out of Denver called the Maid Shop. When we spoke with the Maid Shop like we all agreed that we really thought that the images that were just were so powerful in and of themselves and we wanted to just make them even better somehow, you know. So all yeah. the ideas that we kind of came up with, like Kristen Mayer did the uh, the flower collage. Cool. Like the flower she like yeah. makes paper flower collages and also uses real leaves and real elements for mm-hmm. all of her work. Um, she's like, oh my gosh, this incredible I love that. collage artist. So um, just like working with like the maid shop and then. Kristen joined the Maid Shop team to help design this. And this is the first album cover she's ever, like, helped design. Okay. And, like, the singles, too. She did the single design for O.L.O.L. and Redwood Tree. And then the album cover. So it was just, like, all a very, like, natural progression because, like, my manager, the, the, she had, like, relationships with these really creative people already, you know, mm-hmm. so it was a really, it was just a really great opportunity to, like, build out the team more with people, yeah. like, that she already knew, uh-huh. and um, and I vibed with them, and so everything, it's it just collaborative, yeah, like. super collaborative, It's it's just been, like, an amazing experience as an artist, having, like, so many people that are excited about me and the record and wanting to come on board and and offer their creativity as well—it's—it's it's a bit overwhelming, actually.
0: <laughs> it feels so good. It's, it's
1: like, so good. It to actually feel supported. Oh my and gosh. To
0: feel like. Yeah,
1: it's crazy, and yeah, I mean, having been a, an independent artist for like a decade, doing everything myself, like. I'm at this place where it dawned on me, like, maybe, I already knew this in my head, but I think six months ago, or, I mean, it, at first, we're, I've been working with Amy a couple of years now, and, like, it was really hard for me to accept help, you yeah. know, uh-huh. and I think in the last, like, six months or so, I've just gotten used to, like, these are, like, our role. This is a part of, like, what our roles are, and on the team you know and so just like like being okay with having help and also sort of expecting like they do great work they want to be helping like this is you know yeah it's okay yeah (laughs) so yeah it's it's, like
0: you're one person yeah i know it's hard it's it's hard to do everything
1: yeah and it's just like you know like when you have people taking on these different roles that, that that frees me up to just be an artist which is
0: Exactly. Like, and that's what you should. (laughs) That's that's like, that's like the dream. Yeah. That's like the dream, right? That's Uh the thing
1: I've been working for. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's really amazing. And it's funny, though. It's like, you still have to, you still have to, like, pay attention. Oh, yeah. It's so, but it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing.
0: (laughs) It's so great.
1: It's crazy. I'm glad that it's sort of happened at a steady pace. Because mm-hmm. if it, because if, if everything happened like really quick for me, I think I would just, my mind would probably explode and right yeah I wouldn't know what to do with that. Yeah. But yeah, I finally got into a place where I feel great about it and feel ready for what's next, you know?
0: Like growing up, was there a moment where you're, you were like, I have to do music or I have to be an artist?
1: In the environment I grew up in, I was so busy kind of taking care of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, including my parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess my night, I mean, I always would come up with little songs when I was a kid and stuff. Um, even like a, a piano growing up. Um, and my dad was a songwriter and I always I loved singing like since yeah. I was a little kid. That was something I loved doing. Um, and I was never discouraged. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess in my ninth grade year, I, I joined mu- the musical theater whatever right in yeah. high school um, and then by 10th grade like I was I was offered like one of the main roles which was a comedic role um, in the, the musical how to succeed in business without really trying and I got to play uh, no 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 it was guys and dolls oh guys and dolls okay and I got to be Miss Adelaide nice. who was hilarious and it was just like up until that point I'd been like I moved around so much and was so shy and it was hard for me to make friends that I was like a quieter person you know Mm -hmm. so when I played this role where I like got to sing really big and got to make people laugh people were like who is who are you you know what I mean (laughs) like like I'd been hiding or something um so that was like definitely that was a huge huge moment for me like Um, And after high school, I I went to musical theater school in New York because I sort of felt like this is like my thing, right? But I had also started um, playing guitar and writing songs when I was like 17 and um, learned a couple chords and, you know, wrote my first song. And it was like this country song called... uh, a million tears, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or a thousand uh-huh. tears, something uh-huh. like.
0: <laughs> it was
1: loosely based off of uh, that song "Brandy." And the sailor say, "Brandy, yeah, you're a fine girl. What a good life yeah. you be. It was like the same storyline. Like I uh-huh. bit, I bit that storyline, and like made this country song about a <laughs> sailor and a waitress falling in love.
0: <laughs> this is so funny. Please excuse my all the, neighbors. All these, uh, all the construction. Um,
1: um, this neighborhood has been kind of a nightmare
0: the last two years. Oh my god! <laughs> so you were heavily involved in musicals. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What were some of your favorite um, musicals?
1: Well, the first one I did, yeah. I was like ninth grade. I got to be a dancer in Oklahoma. Okay. And then my my favorite. Well, I guess it ties for my favorite. But my sophomore year, I played Miss Adelaide in Guys and Dolls, which was a really fun comedic role. My junior year, I was Smitty in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. And just, that was a fun one. And then the ultimate one was like my senior year in high school. I got to be Annie <laughs> nice. and Annie Get Your Gun.
0: Okay. And yeah. I
1: swear, like... That musical, I mean, like, the songs that I, I had to learn. I had, like, nine songs or something. I don't know. It was, yeah. like, crazy. And then duets and everything. It was insane. Like, the, the the amount of material, like, I had to learn for that musical was crazy. And I had my three, I had two of my little sisters in it with me, they, and they played my sisters, which was cute. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's great. It was cute. Yeah. yeah. So musicals, yeah, yeah, that was, like, my thing in high school. and um, And also, like. Started writing songs when I was a junior in high school as well, so... Okay. So I went off to um, musical theater school in New York after I graduated. Went to AMDA. Okay. And after uh, a year of that, I was like, whoa, these people are really... They're, like, always acting, singing, and dancing. Like, all the time. Yeah. And when I I was in... I grew up in a small town, so... Our like theater club wasn't like that. It was just like, I don't know.
0: Right. Yeah. It was
1: fun like after school we get to pretend to be other people and mm-hmm. sing songs. It's cool. And it was like it was like it was so it was overwhelming for me. Intense. I mean, I also like had gone there having you know, grown up in a smaller town. I mean, I right. I grew up all over the place, but I didn't grow up in
0: a big, big cities. Big cities,
1: yeah. And uh I think it was a little shocking for my system.
0: How did you make the move then from like musical theater into songwriting or like what, like did you decide to like join a band or
1: what? That would have been cool. Um, I mean, I grew up moving around so much and we had a piano growing up, but I never took lessons. But I would like come home after school and like my, the fun thing that I would do is like, I would make up songs on the piano. Um, That's great. And then when I was in the 8th grade, we moved to from Jacob Street to Maple Street and the piano fell off the truck. That was devastating. And then a couple of Oh my of, gosh. Yeah, it was horrible. How did
0: How did it fall off the truck? Cuz they didn't
1: it wasn't a real moving yes. truck. truck. Oh, it was like okay. my stepdad's pickup truck or something. Um, and they were going around the corner yeah. and the piano like almost fell on my uncle and so he got out of the way mm-hmm. and it smashed all over the street. So like many times um, out of suffering comes wonderful things <laughs> yeah. such as uh, discovering that a couple years later I my friend's boyfriend taught me how to play a couple of chords on the guitar. Cool. And so then I bought my first guitar at the, this pawn shop okay. and, and I immediately wrote my first song. So. I, I would say, you know, musical theater seemed like such a clear thing because there was this, there was this construct for me to be able to do it after school. Um, but I was constantly writing songs at the same time. So when I was sitting in my dorm room in New York and everyone was like out partying in the halls and just being wild and all of everything, like I just kind of found myself hanging out in my dorm room like writing songs yeah um and I think part partly too I was like I just wasn't sure if like musical theater was like the thing that I needed to like really do at that time in my life it just felt like a really overwhelming Mm -hmm. career path and also a very overwhelming sort of community of people yeah um but I also was like a lot more shy and introverted at that time and like, I got to do an off-Broadway show in 2015, and it, I hadn't even realized, like, that was, like, something that had... I got to check off my bucket list, you know? That's so cool. Yeah, because it, it was just super fun. Yeah. You know, like, I got to play...
0: What a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. It was so cool. Played
0: Joan us, and... Yeah. Um, How did you make your way out to Los Angeles from New York?
1: It's so funny, I... I actually, you know, I got married really young. Mm -hmm. And uh, my husband at the time, we got married and like almost immediately moved out to California. Okay. He was originally from Northern California and he had like a job offer in Thousand Oaks. Oof. So I went from the Valley. It's, yes, the Conejo Valley.
0: Yeah.
1: I went from living in the East Village and going down to raise pizza. And eating pizza and smoking cigarettes at like 2 in the morning <laughs> to being a wife and living in like soccer mom town
0: yeah
1: I, I just hated it it was, yeah. Ter- it was terrible <laughs>
0: yeah
1: we, we were there for a while but that that's that's what got me to LA okay initially and we were married for eight years and um, I tried to pursue music during that time as well didn't really work out very well. It was just kind of, it just felt sort of impossible. And, uh, and then when we got a divorce, it was sort of like we were giving each other like a second chance at life and, because it never felt right.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: quite honestly, like I was barely 21. And we like, we married each other because it was, uh, we didn't consciously say this, but I think we were both afraid to be ourselves in the world. And we felt like a sense of, family or a sense of place that,
0: right. and belonging
1: that we hadn't had, yeah. you know, in our growing up or something. And so we were able to give that to each other, which is really sweet. Um, but it also, we never had like a, it was never like a spark, you know, there's, yeah. So it was just sort of like we were friends. Mm-hmm. So at some point you're kind of like, you know, yeah. we've been trying to make this work a long time now. Like, why don't we just call it, call me. it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, what happened then, like, with the with music then after that? Like, were you just like, okay, time to pursue music and yeah, try to I, pursue my solo stuff? Or? Totally. Well, you know, before
1: I had met him, I had a manager in New York, and he took me around to some labels and stuff. And at the time, I, I was actually um, helping with... I was, like, leading worship at this church in the East Village, and... Um, he went to my church and he was like a Ford model manager, but he like thought I was so talented and he wanted to help me somehow. So he was my manager. He took me around to some like Christian labels and stuff. And I was like, I knew at the time I was like, I don't write Christian, like Christian music, you know? Uh Um, and even one of the label owners looked at me and said like, what you're doing is like you're doing like the you're like the real deal. Like yeah. you, this isn't for you. Yeah. So I was like, you're right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go get married too young to somebody I shouldn't get married to <laughs> and I'm gonna bury my head in the sand for eight years. Because I'm terrified Yeah. Of living in this world and figuring it out by myself. I don't regret my path getting getting to like where I Yeah. Because I am where I am now because Partly of all of that, of you your know. Story, yeah. Once we got a divorce, it was like I immediately. Well, even that last year of our marriage, like we kind of started doing our own thing. We moved to L. A. Proper finally, yeah. and um, I was going to. I was going to open mics and. Um, my first open mic was actually in New York City. Like, I went on a trip and visited a friend and mm-hmm. did my first mo- open mic out there. And I, I would do open mics at the El Cid and all these different yeah. cafes and stuff. And I, I did that for, like, the first year and then, and then discovered Crane's Tavern, which was this Hollywood, like, gem that doesn't exist anymore. It's, like, Davy Wayne's now, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, like, it was the coolest bar. It was, like, so great. I met the Booker. I did like a year long residency there. I played every Wednesday night. Nice. I would host the yeah. night and I would bring on other artists. And so in that like first year after my divorce, it was like, I was like a firecracker. I was just like out and I was Boom. living yeah. like, like I'd never lived before. I was like being myself, you know, it was amazing. So I think, cause I used to be so passive. I think it took having to, it took having to go through some like struggles that I thought were right for me because it lay they seemed right on paper. Yeah. Um I think I had to like realize like no, that's that was that wasn't right. Yeah. I mean it is okay for that time but like it's um, I got I got to do I got to do it's actually right. And I, and I also had the benefit of having felt very depressed during those years too cuz I wasn't really able to be me yeah. and like do yeah. the things I'm supposed to be doing in the world. And so it was so clear to me once we separated that it was just so clear, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, of course, there are, there are always struggles with being an artist. But for me, I feel like I had this really great benefit having just not had music in my life for all of those years and knowing. Yeah how depressed I sort of felt with without doing that yeah that I was able to pursue it with such a clear head knowing like I'm doing this because it gives me joy right and like you have you have to do you have to do it for the joy of it because like you can't you can't expect your art to to pay for your life like yeah. you know like mm-hmm. um, maybe it will at some point but that's after like, you know, they, yeah, it's that's like they after, say, you yeah. know, it's like they say about a lot of things. It's like it takes 10 years to like break out or whatever. And right. it's like a lot of it's a time game. And, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes, sometimes doing it just for the joy of it is all you're going to get. Yeah. So you better
0: really you, enjoy it. You, you better love it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what the outcome is or. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I mean for me when I first started off my first goal was like, okay I want I need to make my an album Before I turn 30 and I did I made my first record like and my dad had been a singer-songwriter But he passed away when I was 23 and he okay. never really pursued it in like a real way And yeah, and I was like if I can do more than my dad Then that'll mean a lot to me mm-hmm. and that and I know it'll mean a lot to him and I finished the record and I was like Okay, what's next? I'm gonna make more records. Like yeah, more uh-huh. projects, like collaborate with producers and co write and like see what else is inside here, you know. Yeah, like
0: that's so good. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, what is your songwriting process like?
1: Um, when I'm alone working on something, uh, I'll I usually will just I usually hear like, um, like a melody. it just like I've always kind of been haunted by melodies so that's something that um, yeah, I feel very fortunate to like have. To have yeah not everyone has that, I guess. I mean I think a lot of musical people do have that. Mm-hmm. but some people lead more so with um, the lyrics mm-hmm. um, and then find the melody on a like. piano or work on an instrument to find the melody and that's something I would like to do more of but I mean typically like I'll get a melody with a sort of a line of lyric or just an idea of like what is this world feel like right yeah Um, and I just kind of go from there I'll figure it out on the guitar and hopefully come up with some lyrics that (laughs) you know fit. so I've had a couple of great co-writing experiences like I, I, a buddy of mine that lives in Nashville We were set up by ask cap like over 10 years ago or something when I was visiting and um, and every time we get together we like write a song in like an hour or two That's so good
0: that's awesome it, It's awesome because <laughs> you know
1: like uh-huh he's he's just like really quick with, the lyrics mm-hmm. more so than I am. Yeah. And I'm you know, I've got like
0: all the melodies. Melodic hooks. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's you know? so good. So it works, yeah. it works pretty well. It's nice when you can find that balance. Oh, definitely.
0: So what's been one of the most challenging moments working in music and being an artist?
1: Making a living, I suppose. Yeah. You know. There were <laughs> well. <laughs> Sounds no. like he's having a challenging moment <laughs>
0: he's having a challenging moment over oh there,
1: there there's another window I can close over okay. here. maybe that'll help you know like after my divorce, like I was married for all of my twenties and I helped my ex husband with his dream of being a director and we had a film company, and I was the the stylist and like yeah you know did that for many years yeah. and um also was a barista, and then there came a point. Where were
0: you a barista at?
1: I worked at Starbucks for like oh, seven years. Oh, you did? Years. Okay. Yeah. I was a I was shift a bu- supervisor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was a
0: barista at one point, but not at, but not at Starbucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I know. love, like, people and, like, love of coffee, so. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, I started working there when I was, like, 20, so. Yeah. Um, And they offered health insurance, so it was kind of like, I felt like I had to stay there for a while. Um, I was basically a kid when I got married, and when I got divorced, I was like 29, Mm -hmm. 28, 29, and it was like, I was so happy, there was this dichotomy of like, being so happy that I can finally do music, and be myself, and then around, and I did, and for a couple of years, it didn't quite, I didn't get slammed in the face with reality quite yet because I had a little bit of savings and I had, you know, I was working at the Boys and Girls Club, like, and that was fun. I was like the music, the kids music director of their little studio, which was cute and making, making enough money to like do that and also do music. And, but then at one point it was like, um, I spent most of my, I spent most of my money making a record because I had no idea how to deal with money. Yeah. And the my producer, like I spent like thousands and thousands of dollars on this record, um, that came out in 2010. And then, you know, it, it took a couple of years and it was like, I hit like 31 or 32 and I was like, I remember 2011 was a particularly rough year. And it was like, I had all of these, I had these expectations of like, I'm going to put this record out and it's going to be like the biggest thing in the world. You know, little did my heart know that like when you see a dream through and put it out into the world, like what that really means, like it means it comes out and then it's like it's out and... (laughs) <laughs>
0: right? You, like, you don't know how it's going to be received. You don't know how it's going to be received. Yeah. You're an
1: independent artist. You don't have anyone, like, carrying it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Like, it just became, it, it took a couple of years, and it was just like, wow, I'm, I feel really let down. I feel disappointed by that. Um, I ran out of money. The, the, room, the roommate I lived with in uh, Glass Owl Park he he like kicked me out because he wanted all boys in the house and so i was like basically like oh my
0: gosh
1: like and i and i thought i was going to move to nashville that year and i decided not to all these yeah. it's like all these doors closed and it was like no and uh, thank god for like my um my i have sort of like california parents um that i've known for probably 20 years now but um I was, like, staying with them before I was going to move to Nashville. And then it was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to move. And I was like, can I just live with you for a while? You know, yeah. like, they let me live with them for, like, nine months while I figured out, like, how the hell I'm going to take care of myself. Right. And I was like, you know, I came out of that di- divorce n- not knowing how to pay my bills. I didn't know anything. It yeah. was like I was like a child, you know. I also didn't know how to date. Yeah, which I'm still figuring out. But oh, man,
0: same. <laughs> I don't know how to date. Take... <laughs> so true.
1: So you yeah. know, I mean, just like coming, it was just like a perfect storm of ridiculous. It was just silly. Like I don't know. So how did you
0: make it through? Like how? how I basically did you, like, like.
1: I basically like. I basically like pretended to be a bartender and happened to know a friend that worked at a restaurant yeah and her word was enough for me to to get in and I was a bartender and I hated it like Mm. my manager was such a jerk he was like this short bald man with beady eyes that would stare at you while you're making drinks in the well and like I actually hurt myself because like I was trying to do it so fast because you're supposed to get drinks out in two minutes. It was like a corporate right. bar oh, type thing. Okay, it wasn't gotcha. like... Yeah, yeah. it was this like restaurant gig. So I worked there for a couple of years and it, it like brought me so low that like... I just like... I had to, I had to quit because it was like such a bummer. It was yeah. so hard. And then I was a barista for a little bit again because I was like, I don't even care where I work. I'll yeah. clean houses. I don't care. And actually I did. My most... My most, like, the job that, like, was the most sustainable, quote, unquote, for me, was this random job. I was, I cleaned a house in Beachwood Canyon. Okay. For this, just one client. Right. Because it's not like I wanted to clean a bunch of houses, but my friend and her sister had this cleaning business. And they moved to Portland, and she was like, do you want, I just have this one client I'm trying to find someone to take over for me. And I was like, sure, I'll do it. And it was like a steady gig for me. It was like, oh I, I cleaned his house once a week. And yeah. And I don't like, I don't mind doing that once a week. Like, yeah. as long as you're not a freaking pig, you right. know? Like, exactly. it was yeah. totally, it was totally cool. Like, and he was super nice and never saw him. I could bring my dog, like clean his house. It was like the most steady money I had for like <laughs> seven years seven Whoa. years oh my gosh how hilarious is that that's wow so yeah I like, no, I, like I, I just a had a thing it, well, I just figured out thing. all these random like side gigs like like cleaning houses sometimes sometimes I would help a friend of mine you know Corbin mm-hmm. like with her yeah staging business I'd help with staging sometimes and um, you know bartend here or there or um, I did catering once and that was terrible Um, I waitressed for a little bit at a place and then that job eventually, like, it was like I was carried out of there by the hand of God, you know, like, I haven't been there for two years. I literally, I haven't, all I've been doing the last two years is music somehow. It's insane. I know it's insane. I mean, also. How did you pick yourself back
0: up though from like all the pain and like disappointment of like how that album did? to get to where you are like now with releasing this one like
1: after I got kicked out and I lived with my California parents and was figuring out how to take care of myself I met AJ Minette and I had this random gig at this um restaurant on La Brea that only existed for two months and I think it was there just so that you know I could like meet and like he came up to me after I played and like he was so cute he was just like kind of nerdy and sort of like shy yeah and he he left but then he came back because he's like I have to like ask he came back and he was like he's like "I, I play guitar and I really like your music and if you ever want a guitar player I'd love to play with you and I was just so impressed because like at this point I'd already I'd experienced like oh yeah, I live in a man's world, and most of these dudes just want to have sex with me. Like they don't see me as an equal. Yeah, they're not calling me to see if I want to do a co right. Right. Like yeah. I'm nobody to them, but a piece of ass. Right. And um, that was another shocking thing to figure out. Of course, I didn't figure that out till I was thirty three, but you know most women figure that out a lot earlier.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So here was this guy AJ who was just like so sweet, so talented, and like we started meeting and playing music together. He learned my songs, he would back me up at shows, we started co-writing, and then he was like, we should make a record, and I was like, I spent 17 grand on a record. It's really expensive to make a record. And then he was like, well, we're just gonna figure out how to do it ourselves, and we did. We made
0: an EP. Yeah. Like,
1: he, I mean, he's, like, a freaking brain. We needed each other to do it, obviously, but, like, the skills that he has or the skills that he built into himself during that period of time, like, he would watch YouTube videos and figure out how to run all this recording equipment, like, just, you know, he figured everything out. Yeah. And he figured out, he just figured out how to do that all, like. So, so like, to the point where like, and then also discovered in the process that he's a really incredible like um, composer, and um, so like wrote all these string arrangements and
0: that's so awesome. And then
1: lived in a house full of class classical musicians. So like, one of his roommates is one of the best cellists, and like he's on the record. That's he's on awesome. both of those records. That's so good. Um. So like yeah his his name's Yoshika Masuda and he played on um he played on the last Leonard Cohen album actually. He was called in to do the session for I forget, I think the last song on that record, but I mean he's amazing.
0: That's awesome. He's so good. <laughs> I mean I love yeah. the new album. So Thank you. It's so so good. But um, we're
1: I mean we're talking I met him at the end of 2011. Yeah. And before yeah. I met him At the end of that, like before, before that new year happened, I was just like, no more douchebags. Yeah. And I'm going to have my own band. And I literally met him two weeks later.
0: I love that.
1: And it was like
0: magic,
1: total magic. And then, you know, we made this beautiful EP together and then made this beautiful solo album.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's like this album is is, like, my life's work, really, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's also, from start to finish, of, like, working with him, it's an eight, it's been an eight-year process, yeah, and even before that, like, before I met him, it's, like, it's taken a decade for me to figure out who I am as an artist, how I want to step out, and, of course, also in there was the, you know, when I hit, like, 32 my little sister who's 10 years younger than me i have three younger sisters yeah Jessie had gotten married and was pregnant at 22 and i was like freaking out because i used to change her diaper
0: right and i'm
1: like 32 and right. i i like i got a divorce and i don't have any babies i'm like do i want babies like i don't yeah. know you mm-hmm. know and i'm sitting here like grappling with the idea of like what it means to be a woman and what it just means to be me and what do I want? And like having to deal with this huge question of like, do I want to have kids? Like, and, and like, it just freaked me out for a couple of years. And then eventually, and, and also I felt like I was old and I needed things to happen quicker. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think by the time I hit like 35, somehow that that whole all of that stuff just kind of resolved itself like I kind of realized like if kids happen they'll happen when they're supposed to happen you know maybe I'll be like 50. I have no idea that that would be like a miraculous birth or an adoption or something but like I'm just gonna I'm okay with it because like when I think about having kids right now I don't feel ready for that yeah and I don't even know if I want it yeah And honestly, like, I like my life. I like doing what I want. Yeah. And I helped raise three baby sisters. So I I don't have any romantic ideas about being a parent. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, I think I'd be a really good one. But I also feel like in some ways I've already done it. Yeah. Parts of it. Yeah. You know? So, you know, it's like that struggle of like, the age being a thing and then getting over that hump and being like no fuck you I'm going to do what I want because I love it
0: Mm -hmm. it doesn't
1: matter how old I am Mm -hmm. and we were halfway done making this record at that point and
0: yeah because I remember talking to you throughout the years like at least like the past three or four years and like it's coming along, it's coming along, yeah, just like well, you know? also,
1: what was funny too yeah. is like when I got back from New York, I wanted to make a solo album, but I also accidentally fell backwards into this Americana trio
0: with okay. two
1: women that I was in a songwriting group with beautiful project, but just yeah, lots of energy, and so um, yeah, it was interesting when that ended, it was like this world opened up, and I had a random gig at the Echo, and I invited Amy, who's my manager now. I, I invited her out, because I'd met her a few years back, and she happened to be able to come out, and she came up to me, and she loved it, and we met, and like within a month so af- after that, I yeah. had a manager. And that was just like, that was so clear, you know? Awesome. So like like all down the road, there's all these different road signs sort of, had, that have been like being like, you're on, you're going in the right direction, like, just keep going. But even, it's funny, though, like, I got a manager and then, like, <laughs> the next year, this was, like, a year ago. I'm, like, what am I going to do? Like, this needs to start working because. Yeah. Like, I was, like, looking into being, like, a kid's music teacher, but I have no college education. Yeah. You know, through that, though, I also sort of, over the last few years, I had started coming up with my own kids songwriting class and like my own method because I was like I don't have a college degree but I know I'm good with kids and I and I know what I do will make a difference in their lives and so I like kind of formed my own method working with kids and like writing songs with them and stuff and and that that grew to a, a, a certain point you know like I'd meet every Saturday and like whoever showed up would show up and but it was sort of like oh, this model doesn't work very well for me because sometimes no one shows up.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, but um, you know, like I've done three semesters doing an after-school program and mm. at an elementary school in Atwater Village, and that's
0: so great. And it's
1: awesome, but it's kind of more at this at this point is sort of more like a passion project. At some point, one thing I would like to do is like I, I'd love to have like you know like, I'd tr- I'd like to turn that into like a TV show or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um, all in new time. But um, I mean, what I was getting to is like, like, I was like having to Airbnb my place and like, in order to like make an income, like, yeah. And it's stressful. It's hard. So stressful.
0: It's hard. Um. um but you've been doing a lot of touring.
1: Yeah, I've been doing a lot of touring for and sure. You're,
0: and you're going on an East Coast like
1: yeah. Stint
0: coming yes, up in yeah. support of the new album yes yeah
1: i am and you have an
0: la date tell, tell us a little bit about that for the the release
1: yes i'd love to um so the release show is going to be thursday september 19th at um located at nichols canyon music which is a it's like a private home in nichols canyon um and it's open to the public though of course and uh, but it's like it's like the best house concert you've ever been to. Basically, like the guy has a stage. That's amazing. He has a you know sound system. Everything cool. set up is beautiful. There's like beautiful like instruments on the walls. Yeah. It um, opens up with like a you know there's like a reception beforehand with like wine and food and like so and it's nice. just wonderful. Yeah. So I'm I'm so excited to have it there. Um, it's going to be amazing. So that's on the 19th of September gonna have like full band with like cool. some some string musicians Fun. and a vibraphonist that's gonna be insane that's so cool um yes i'm very excited
0: well i can't i can't wait for the new album album to be out in the world and i'm so glad i know me too that, yeah that you could be on the show today thank you yeah thanks again to the bangups for the theme music and to jamie for being on the show this has been the i love music podcast with Jen Fedor.